6: the western conference superpowers colliding uh, you know we have plenty of time to dissect the nfl but the nba winding down there's about give or take 15 games to go for most teams in the nba in the regular season which means one of two things either you have a few more minutes to get your rest in a few more you know weeks to get your rest in or you start to crank up the engine and anticipate the possibility of ending up, getting into the postseason, hitting your stride, as they say. So this particular matchup, Golden State and Houston, and for a regular season matchup, it was anticipated this was going to have more meaning. The Rockets had played very well early in the year against the Warriors. Uh, Also, you have Stephen Curry's mouth. Uh, Steph Curry had said in the post-mortem after that, gutless effort against the Phoenix Suns, Curry had made a proclamation that the Dubs, after they lost to the bottom feeders of the NBA, that they would be back. They were going to be back. And he made the declaration the Warriors were had the opportunity to send a statement against the Rockets. That quote about that game that was played Wednesday night being a statement game uh, certainly resonated. So how did it turn out? Well, it depends if you actually watched the game or not, because the Final score would indicate. Oh my God, it was a nail biter. Oh my, the Warriors won 106 to 104. But it was a slightly misleading because with three minutes to go in the game, the uh, Golden State Warriors were in really good shape. We're in really good shape, and the Rockets in the final three minutes played pretty well. They get you know right there, but the Warriors end up winning. Demarcus Cousins, wake up the echoes. Demarcus Cousins hobbling his body up and down the court. Who? Well, he, he used to be good. He was an all-star, and then he had a pop goes, the Achilles. Uh, 27 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. That's a pretty nice stat line. No Kevin Durant. Durant did not play. He had the bad ankle. Steph Curry was really good early. The game was, for the most even it was a two-point game, the, the way I saw it, now I was distracted because I was moonlighting uh, and I was doing something else, but as I was watching the game and I had it up in my studio um, it, the first quarter, you talk about setting the tone. The Warriors had a ten-point lead. They were playing very well. Curry was shooting the ball well, uh, and that that set the Warriors up for what turned out to be what seemed like a closer game in my eyes uh, than it was. Than it was. So the that's it. So we'll keep this simple. Let's get into it here. The Warriors, the Rockets, going on and on and on. The question was: This game a statement? For the Golden State Warriors, have they? Of course not. Come on. Now, my observations here, you've got Chappelle, Houdini, and the club. Uh, you got those things, and we will lock all of this together. Like back when you were in junior high school, you were supposed to lock your locker. We'll combine everything together. Now, number one, Steph Curry was simply, when he made this declaration about a statement, he was simply spewing media dribble. Is what he was doing about the statement game and all that. You gotta, you gotta give something. Now Curry tries to oblige the media with a quote, and that's what he was doing. It was like a throwaway line. Every man, woman, and child knows that's watched sports at all. Uh, there is no such thing as a statement game in March in basketball unless you play college basketball. If you happen to play for Kentucky or Duke or Davidson, for that matter, you have a chance to make a statement game in March. If you play in the NBA, that does not happen. You see, the playoffs don't start until mid-April. So it's an impossibility to make a statement. The statement's made during the postseason. You know that. I know that. They know that. But there you go. Regular season, wins or losses, wins or blankety-blank losses, as the late, great Tony Phillips told me years ago. Right? Wonderful. Uh, But a regular season defeat is like a flash knockdown. And this, like all regular season games, part of the undercard before the main event. It's kind of like if you love comedy. And let's say you go to a comedy show and you see Dave Chappelle do some stand-up. And you're like, I love Dave Chappelle. He's very funny. I want to watch Dave Chappelle. You go out and you think that the warm-up act is better than the actual main performance there. Uh, It's not the case. Now, if you go by the numbers. The nerds and the geeks who cover basketball uh, that have crunched the numbers, they they look at the projections on what these teams are looking at. And there's a lot of love for the Rockets. I mean, many people have said, hey, wait a minute. The Rockets are they're playing better. They've been more consistent of late than the Golden State Warriors. They're going on and on. But if you look at the numbers, Golden State has about a 75% chance of reaching the NBA Finals. Not to win the NBA Finals, of reaching the NBA Finals. Nobody else in the NBA is at 50%. Nobody else in the NBA is at 45%. The next closest team is Giannis Adentacumbo and the Milwaukee Bucks at 44%. The Rockets are at 12% to make the Finals. you got one team at 75%, one at 12%. To win the championship, the Rockets are at 15%. They have a 15% chance. Uh, uh, actually, five percent, not even fifteen. Five percent. I went high. I said fifteen. It's five percent. I can't. You know, I got the chicken scratch here. But the five percent is where the Rockets are. So who would you rather bet on? You're going to bet on the the Rockets are like the vegan. You know, like uh, one of the guys who worry. They're like the vegan item. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you bet on the meat eater. You don't. <laughs> you don't bet on the vegan. I'm just. You know, I don't know why I said that. I just randomly said that. I don't know why I said that. No idea. Uh, but anyway, Houston, the underdog with a 5% chance. The Rockets' opponent, the Warriors, who won the game without Kevin Durant, they have a 56% chance uh, of winning. So you you bet with the meat eater, the Warriors, or you bet with the vegan, the Rockets. That's how you do it. Now, second thing there, Houston, there's there, I, I was sensing some bravado from their fan base because they played very well against Golden State. Uh, and we know from past Battles with our friends in Houston that are fans of the show. We know that in in these situations, uh, it slightly annoying, yeah, yeah, slightly annoying. Uh, But but the Rockets putting up a fight during the regular season. They dug themselves a hole. They've rallied back, and they lose this game, which is uh, it's not a it's not a devastating. It's not like the Rockets are going to give up, right? It's like we can't win now because we lost a game in March to the Warriors. But if you look at this, I can't take the Rockets seriously. I don't buy what the Rockets are selling. I'm the consumer and I'm not buying what they are selling. I am leaving it on the shelf. Now, why is that? Right? What's my interest? When you peel back the curtain, right? When you peel back the curtain, the Rockets are phonies. They're a bunch of phonies. They're gonna turtle up. They showed. That blowing, that final game of the Western Conference uh, finals at home last year, I can't get over that in front of their fan base. And you you say, well, that doesn't matter. And that is prologue, but it's in my head. And James Harden is a regular season ball player, it's not a postseason player. Uh, His style of ball does not translate to dominance in the postseason. Harden becomes Harry Houdini, the greatest magician of them all, Harry Houdini. Last year, Needing one win in the last two games of the Western Conference Finals, Harden vanished for large stretches of those last two games. The Rockets' offense becomes bogged down, and in those games in particular, Harden shot 41%. He averaged seven turnovers per game. In this game against Golden State, Harden was 2 of 12 from three-point range, uh, 2 of 12 from downtown, not good enough. The, The Warriors did a pretty good job of not sending Harden to the line endlessly. He didn't get 25 shots. He only got nine, which is a manageable number Number if you're Golden State uh, in this game. Now, the final straw, the final reason I'm not buying as a consumer the Golden State Warriors or the, uh, the Rockets, the Warriors' opponent here, uh, w- w- would be Chris Paul. Uh, I know Chris Paul. I know the good Chris Paul. I watched the good Chris Paul. Uh, The moment Chris Paul became irrelevant was the moment he left the Clippers. That was Lob City. That was fun. That was exciting. The Rockets get the old man version. It is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when. Chris Paul is going to be hurt again. Right, CP3 in the postseason, his injury history is as reliable as the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus showing up in commercials around Easter and Christmas. These things are guaranteed, guaranteed. In fact, we're, we're going to bring it back. We did this last year. We're going to bring back when the playoffs get going. The Ben Maller Show Injury Bingo in the NBA. We'll get our bingo cards out. We'll... I would say Chris Paul, how can he not be the number one pick? Come on, come on. You remember Injury Bingo in the NBA? Chris Paul, got to be the number one pick. All right, final point. Now this is the NBA, as they say, and you should think of this, though, like professional boxing. The Rockets are the club. What do I mean by that? They are the club fighter with the glass chin. They're the guy who's pretty good but knows as long as the Warriors are around and relatively healthy and keep the gang together they are the Rockets never going to be atop the Warriors they know that the the Rocket players they make a good living they've got some all-star ball players on that particular team they generally play hard not on defense the Warriors they're like the picky eater, the Warriors. They pick and choose. They're the kid that doesn't like to eat the vegetables, but occasionally to impress the parents, they'll have some peas or something like that. Uh, the Rockets pick, or the Warriors pick and choose when they want to play in the regular season. And they, they proved in this game they can flip the switch. They, now, it's embarrassing when they don't show up to play the Phoenix Suns. It's embarrassing. But when the Warriors play, even without the Slim Reaper, the other team ends up battered, bruised, and completely beaten at the end of the game. And we mentioned DeMarcus Cousins with a monster performance. And he was given a bouquet. The Amen Choir. Steve Kerr, the coach of the Warriors, endorsing what he saw from the man with the bad Achilles, DeMarcus Cousins.
8: You know, I think we've got to remind ourselves uh, that it's still pretty early in the Process. I don't know how many games he's played for us. Twenty. Um, we're all learning. You know, me too. I got to learn how to use him better. I thought we used him better tonight. I thought um, he did a Who is phenomenal he? job of just getting down on the block and, and controlling the Who game. Who's he? Game. So, um, you know, this is it's a good it's a good win for us, and we got 15 games left now to continue to figure out how to use everybody, the combinations, all that stuff. So this was a good night.
6: Doesn't it sound like Kerr needs a beverage? He's got like a laryngitis. But let's play that again because we can literally make this about anybody. I could be the narcissist and make this about me. Hey, Coach Kerr, what did you think Maller played like there? Can you give me your opinion of Maller's performance there, especially you know in the second half there for your team, Golden State? Coach, tell me what Ben Maller played like, Coach. Uh,
8: you know, I think we've got to remind ourselves um, that it's still pretty early in the process. I don't know how many games he's played for us, 20 um, we're all learning, you know. Me too. I got to learn how to use him better. I thought we used him better tonight. I thought um, he did a f- phenomenal job of just getting down on the block and, and controlling the game down there. So, um, you know, this is—it's a good—it's a good win for us. And we got 15 games left now to continue to figure out how to use everybody, the combinations, all that stuff. So, this was a good night.
6: There's these things called pronouns, and you must uh, pronounce your pronouns. You must explain what your pronouns are: he, they, them, it, whatever you got it. All right. Uh, how about Klay Thompson? Klay Thompson played well for the Warriors. Had 30 points, five money balls for Golden State, and he uh, he apologized more on his apology. But first, here's Klay uh, Thompson again talking about. The process of finding ways to create shots with all these players together.
8: What do you think kind of led to DeMarx's big night? Uh, it was a good matchup out there for him, you know. And he was so he's so good at using his size against longer defenders. Uh, he just played one of the, you know, probably the most complete games he's played since he's been here. I mean, I was getting wide-open looks from his passing ability, and, uh, he has a whole new dimension to our team, so he saw what he can do with us tonight.
4: <laughs> he said it
6: bored, didn't he? Like, oh, let me, let me just try to walk through this answer very robotically, machine-like. It's what I am going to do. My name is Clay Thompson, and I am a robot. <laughs> now, speaking of Thompson, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit the other day. Klay Thompson called out the Warrior fan, the Golden State Warrior fan, Ripped the, uh, the the fans there for not being into the game and kind of blame them. Not kind of. He did blame them uh, for the performance against the Suns. Well, guess who has done the old apology train? Choo-choo! Clay Thompson. That's right. He is the conductor. He's apologized. He's apologized to the Warrior fan base, he says, quote, I love Dub Nation. We have the greatest fan base in sports. We feed greatly off their energy in Oracle, and I meant no disrespect. What are the chances that Klay Thompson got out of bed in the morning and said, you know, I really need to apologize to the Warrior fan base. I need to do this. I have created – yeah, how about zero? How about some PR hack for the Warriors or somebody uh, who's a, an endorser of Clay Thompson said, hey, Clay, you might want to walk that back. You might want to walk that back. All right, it's Ben show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Solid Gold.
4: Now Ben, tonight is a
6: special night. Why is tonight? Oh, that's right, it's newbie night. It's a newbie night. We got newbies, 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 newbies.
9: (laughs) Woo! Yeah, I'm that number one newbie. That number one newbie. You call us hang up because you can't outdo me. The number one newbie. The number one newbie. I'm rapping on this phone. And smoking on yeah, yeah, that's our guy. That's the kind
4: of magic that's you're going to hear tonight, yeah, well, I hope. He's from Orlando.
6: That's why he's got the magic. And he's welcome to call because he's a newbie. And newbie night, you know, people say, what is newbie? It's a phenomena. Newbie night, I don't know that words can describe the astonishing breathtaking magic of newbie night it's an
4: experience
6: it is intoxicating audio it's overpowering to the soul Eddie you know all we are is space dust but this is just really good space dust is what it is it's sensational Eddie it, it is as good as it possibly can get any sensible human being would not sleep at all even if they have a job and they need to go to sleep would listen to the show. It'd well, be,
4: this is much better than sleep. I mean, yeah. you don't need sleep; you need this.
6: Yeah, exactly. It'll change your life. Uh, it's it, sleep when you're dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and all the brand spanking new callers, and we. we and you all, could also argue yeah.
4: there is an addition by subtraction for some of our <laughs> some of our listeners who uh, yeah. are tired of some of our regular callers.
6: That's true. Uh, I I had on the Boston show. I almost had a guy that is one of our regulars who likes to smoke weed. I Florida. wouldn't know who that was. I'm not going to say his name, Eddie, but he lives in Florida on the beach there in Miami. And he was almost in tears. He feels like Newbie Night is an assault against him, that we do this to punish him. <laughs> and I was trying to explain to him the basics that we, that, no, that's not what we do. We, in fact, I, my plan when I started the Newbie Night thing, we wanted to do this once a month. Have we done it at all in the year 2019? We're in the in March. We haven't done it. We didn't do it in January. We didn't do it in February. So we ha- we skipped two months of newbie nights where the, the amateur caller, the unprofessional caller could have called up. And, and as we always say, this is also uncharted territory because we don't know who's going to call. We give out the number. No one might call. We Maybe- may
4: discover the next great caller that's true the Ben Maller show tonight it could happen we can make sports talk radio
6: great again Eddie via the caller
7: be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
0: iHeartRadio app there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip I'd like to check into the Centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
10: If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many.
5: It was supposed to be the day that all of the
6: noise went away, right? You know what happens when you assume, like an ass, Uh, people assumed that Kyler Murray was going to debunk the conspiracy theory. Instead, he only added jet fuel and a blowtorch to the belief that he is part of some NFL combine shenanigans. Now, let's flash back to the, about a week ago, right? Hot tub time machine. We played the audio here. An NFL scout told our colleague Dan Patrick and his friends, the Danettes, that that scout believed that Kyler Murray's height was inflated at the combine. It's the word that was used. And Patrick was reading a text message into the microphone. And the scout said something else that Patrick relayed to the masses. He said if he, meaning Kyler Murray, refuses to measure at the pro day, it would be telling. Right. That was the statement from, from Dan Patrick it, that he said the scout said. Well, right away, Kyler Murray's camp circled the wagons. They said fake news. They pushed back hard. There was a systematic campaign of surrogates of Kyler Murray in the media uh, through his agent that fought back, telling state run NFL media that Kyler Murray would not only throw, he would run, he would get weighed, he would be measured, all of that, and a bag of chips at the combine. So, how did that go? Kyler Murray, with the opportunity to be measured and to shut up a lot of people, uh oh. I guess his high heels didn't make it back from the combine. Uh, the stilts didn't show up. Murray skipped out on being measured. He also skipped out on running the 40-yard dash. So let's talk about this. Now, he was weighed, and he threw the ball against air. And, of course, the mainstream media overlooking the the story. Don't bury the lead, my man. That's a, a line a program director has told me for years. Don't bury the lead. They bury the lead. The mainstream media skipped right past the part of the story where Murray's camp said he was going to be measured and wasn't me- measured. Instead, here are the headlines. I picked out a few random headlines. Murray dazzles on pro day. Murray has strong performance throwing Murray puts on show for NFL scouts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You talk about having an agenda and media bias. Kyler Murray threw against air. The only thing that would have stopped him was if they turned on the air conditioning jets at the Sooner practice facility and would have knocked the ball down. That's about it. The story here, the lack of height. Let's discuss the question, are you surprised that Kyler Murray's camp lied? He's a liar. Of course not. This is corroboration. This is confirmation. My thoughts, you've got the catwalk, the medical, and Tom Petty. The late, great Tom Petty. And We will mix all this together, and we'll tie it into a nice little gift bag for you. Now, A, the cover-up is worse than the crime. Use common sense. If Kyler Murray was really as tall as he had been measured at at the combine, you know what he would have done? He would have done the Vince McMahon pimp walk down the catwalk to be measured. He would have been strutting like LeVar Ball. Look at me. I'm Mr. Tall Guy. He didn't do that. Didn't do that. He was called out by the scout. He knew this. His people knew this. They questioned his integrity. And what did Kyler Murray's camp do? You think they got the tape measure out and said, okay, let's see. No. They reneged on an agreement. Now, do you think he shrunk? You think Kyler Murray got shorter since the combine? Unable to get get the delivery of the stilts? that he had in Indianapolis, why would he hide, right? What is he afraid of? What is the man afraid of? The only plausible answer is it was a lie. Kyler Murray lied. As far as not running, right? My theory is you can't run because he's a big, fat pig now. He gained all that weight because the scouts said you got to get bigger. He don't want to – and then he had the chutzpah. Kyler Murray, when asked about this, says, well, I think the film speaks for myself. Yeah, you're a big fat guy now, Kyler. Remember, the most stunning piece of evidence, the most stunning piece of evidence was that Kyler Murray and the NFL were in cahoots with some funny business. That study done by Yahoo. They took a look at all the listed heights of players in college and then side-by-side compared them to what they measured at the Combine. 50%, over 50% of players actually got shorter. But yet the shortest of them all got taller when he was measured at the Combine. What the hell is that? No one questions this. No one has critical thinking. Now, off. The top of my head, I I said this before and I'll I'll repeat it. I can't recall ever a player uh, that got taller, especially that was under the kind of scrutiny that Kyler Murray. This is a referendum on credibility. He has none. He's a weasel. Kyler Murray's a weasel. And and meanwhile, the, the, the not running thing again, I go back to that. Now, I, when he said uh, the film speaks for itself, I want to repeat that because I have a super secret decoder ring that I bring out. Uh, what Kurt, Kyler Murray means is that he is not where he needs to be weight-wise. He's overweight, as I said. He's a big, fat pig. He can't be the speed demon he's supposed to be. Uh, and so he's got to lose some weight. And then when he loses weight, it's like, wait a minute, he's supposed to be 185 pounds, so he's got like 20 pounds of uh I don't know what he's been eating. I don't know, Cheetos or whatever, whatever he's been chewing on. Uh, and it's good food. I'm sure it's great junk food I would love. Uh, but Murray threw approximately 65 passes in front of tons of NFL evaluators and media fanboys. And almost all of the throws were inside the pocket. And they there documentation of all of them. There's video of all of them. But, again, it's kind of like playing catch when you're a kid with your dad or your uncle there's no one no 300 pound defensive monster trying to tackle or impede Kyler Murray and B Murray is he's an important prop for the NFL draft he's a he's the leading actor and he has happily been used and he has been complicit in this by the NFL marketing arm as a storyline for the late April draft it's like a Hollywood flick Call it the heights of hazard with Kyler Murray, which used to be an old movie back in the day. The mainstream media loves this story. Yeah? The Oompa Loompa. Kyler Murray, right? Doing his thing, drafting the first round. Uh, not only do they want him drafted in the first round, there are people demanding that he's the number one overall pick. This would be number a. One. Yeah, a colossal. Reach. It would be an absolute colossal reach to draft this guy in the first round. In fact, if you examine this and again go back and use some critical thinking here, uh, Murray should not be drafted at all. If anything, you draft him in like the sixth or the seventh round if you're objective about this, right? I mean, let's, let's be real here. This is a weird science experiment. You don't invest a high draft pick in pseudoscience. It would be total negligence, and this is a ready-made bust. All you have to do is add water, and you're set. That's all you have to do. Now, should Kyler Murray be picked near the top of the draft uh, in April, the general manager should get a nice medical procedure. I recommend a full frontal lobotomy is what I recommend. I'll I'll buy the saw at Home Depot, and we can have a lobotomy. What are you thinking? Right? I mean, seriously. And the last word here. Now, Kyler Murray's draft stock is kind of like the late musician Tom Petty, one of his big hits. Free fallen, right? Free fallen. For this exercise, let's make make believe on the radio. Let's pretend this is baseball. Because Kyler Murray picked baseball. He turned his back on the Oakland Athletics. He became a snake and slithered out of a contractual agreement with the Oakland A's. Here's my here's the pitch, right? I, uh, strike one. Hiding his real height. Talk about a lack of scruples. Strike two. Terrible interview. Complete bore. That's the face of your franchise? That's it? I'd rather hang out with a librarian. More interesting. Can give me the Dewey Decimal System. More interesting. Strike three. Alligator arms. Little alligator arm, oh, Kyler Murray got alligator arms. He's in the zero percentile. <laughs> if Kyler Murray's drafted in the first round, the second pick after Kyler Murray should be Danny DeVito because that's the size that Kyler Murray's. He's Danny Devito size. It's ridiculous. Fun size. You know when you're a kid and you go trick-or-treating with your buddies And you get the candy, and you go back and you pour the candy out in your bed, and you get those fun size candy bars, and you're like, that's cool. You know what I'd rather have? The full size. I'd rather, would you rather have the little bitty candy bar or the full size jumbo? You want the full size. Now, keep in mind, Mighty Mouse, he's already struck out in this little exercise. He's already struck out. Now, this does not include the other strikes that were thrown by Charlie Castle. Who's looking smarter and smarter by the minute? Remember, the trifecta of doom for Kyler Murray. Poor leadership. Poor study habits. Poor board work. All of it. Meanwhile, some of the other stories. The Raiders were said to be unhappy that Kyler Murray did not run the 40 or do the agility drills. That story got buried because it didn't fit the narrative. And how about this one? None of the Arizona Cardinals' big enchiladas, none of them, meaning the coach, GM, owner, were at Kyler Murray's pro day, which leads me to believe they are having second thoughts and sound uninterested. Why would you? You think you show up? What's up with that? It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Feel pretty good about that. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas solid gold Garcia.
4: Now we had 1 hour of newbie night. We're just kind of getting warmed yeah, up a little bit. Hour two. Feel like we're off to a decent start? I'm you know, a like newbie. How we're going so far? I'm
6: a newbie. I'm feeling good cuz I'm a newbie. I made my own song. See
4: that? Well, that was not very good. Yeah. That no, was pretty good. That's freestyle, Eddie. It's ad-libbed. Freestyle. Just go with it. Really? You yeah. didn't you didn't work on that for a long time? No.
6: I just let it flow. I'm a musician. Hear me sing, acapella. That's how I do. Right? You know I'm a trained musician. Before I got into radio, I uh, no, I did not know that. I was classically trained. Absolutely, the uh-huh. School of Music in Paris. Absolutely correct on that. They wow. called me Benny Beethoven when I was in school. Was really? Yeah, I, Benny I, Beethoven. No, you learn things yeah. uh, about people you work with every day. I guess it's a shocking revelation. Many people, but all those Negroes look the same. It's a baseball reference. Don't need to play that anymore, Roberto. We've already been. Yeah, through the newbies
4: that. might like to hear that. No,
6: every time we play that, some new listener says, "Oh my God, it's a KKK <laughs> guy on the radio." <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, thank you, Roberto. I appreciate that. Very, very nice. Right, you want some new, more newbies, Eddie? Should we take a Of course. Right. It's newbie night, isn't it's it? It's all about the newbies, yes. All about newbies. Let's go to Alabama. We'll go to the Land of Dixie, and we'll say hello to truck driver Chris, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Chris. Hey, Ben. How you doing, man? It's newbie night. I'm great. It's newbie night. I just had a great rant about Kyler Murray. I'm feeling pretty good. What's on your mind there, Chris?
9: All right, what's up, my mind? Everybody wants to crown Cleveland Browns to the AOC North because they got the the facto LSU receiving core. Like, they won something LSU. Miss, they didn't because I'm a Mississippi State fan. Now, okay, they got, okay, Baltimore, the way, we lost three of our starting uh, linebackers. You know, we lost 12, studs. Thank you, 12, sirs. We lost CJ. Hey, I mean, CJ, congratulations on you signing a big contract. Hey man, mad at you. We lost no Smith as us, but guess what's in the draft this year? We got Sweat coming out of Miss mistake. I would like to pick him up. We got the Demons, uh middle linebackers, either Devin White or the other Devin down out uh, Arbor. We're going to get one of them. That's what needs the uh, offensive oh, okay. linemen here. Uh,
6: uh, all right, but guess what else? The Browns also have draft picks still, and they're also going to draft guys in the draft. The Browns hey, are, hey, 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 what? Hey, hey, what? hey. Whoa, hey, Whoa, hey. whoa, well, whoa, whoa, well, whoa. Well, the Browns well. won
9: in the last 40 hey. Hey, what the Browns won since uh, Mr. <laughs> uh, 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 Kevin Mack left him. what the Browns <laughs> won since Billy Testerverna left. I ain't, <laughs> ain't going to win. I'm <laughs> gonna i Aaron. like we this won. guy. We still got Lamar Jackson. We got Eric Thomas. We're
5: going to
9: kick Cleveland Browns. Yeah.
5: All right. right. when well, we
9: play them in the dog pound, yeah, we'll yeah. to kick their butts. That's the same in Baltimore, <laughs> we will still want the AFC War. This Bears done. This Snap, nice, this nice, this at they ain't it yet. We ain't winning by Cleveland. We got the AFC North right where we want it. We got uh, this right. well, we well, right. well, Bears. Well, you,
6: oh, you don't even care, listen. You have your opinion. I appreciate that. And, uh, listen, I I'm very nice. Uh, you're completely wrong, but you're very passionate about it, which I'll I tell you like.
9: what, you want to make a, I'll make I'll it a bet on? Let's make it bet. I asked y'all a bet the other day talking about the Cleveland going to win. Yeah, they ain't going to win. Yeah. That. I already, no, 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 no 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 no, 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 no. They they
6: ain't going to
9: win
6: because they don't got no head coach. Oh, it doesn't the matter. They got a country bumpkin as their head coach. It doesn't matter. They're going to win. It, 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 the problem with the coaches in the playoffs. I didn't say they're going to win the Super Bowl. I said they're going to the playoffs. The Browns are going to be they better than the the Steelers.
9: They ain't gonna make it because you still got Pittsburgh, and which I hate Pittsburgh, but I also don't like Cleveland either. Everybody wants crown <laughs> Cleveland. <That's> the <laughs> AFC North champs. Yeah. I'm gonna do old Dennis Green. Man, he rest in peace. They, they all without they are, but y'all want to crown them? Well, y'all crown they but they ain't gonna win that. Dang All right.
6: On that note, thank you, Chris. You're wonderful. You're in the lead for top newbie. Everyone's making a list here. Chris in Alabama, a very passionate. They are passionate. Who
2: we thought they were,
9: and we let them off the hook.
4: Screaming Ravens fan from Dixie. <laughs> I, I think he said all that and an alley cat. Did you hear that? I thought he good, said that. That's a good Southern yeah. expression. What's wrong with that? You know, I,
6: mean, okay. You know, it's, a, it's, wrong, it's nothing wrong with that. That's good. An alley cat. It's a dirty cat that eats scraps in the back of a restaurant. That's how that goes. Uh, let's say hello to Brian in Austin, who's next on Newbie Night. All new callers all the time on this night only. Hello, Brian.
11: I am happy to be here. I got a not-so-serious point, a serious point, and then a point about Kyler Murray. I am a big, big baseball fan, and I can't help but notice over the years, you keep accusing my Astros of being on steroids. But guess what? Us in Texas... We have the Houston Texans, who are basically a pro-steroid team, so we're used to that already. So I'll see you in the Dodgers in October. You feel me? Yeah.
6: Well, not not only are the Texans pro-steroids, they hired for their training staff Brian Cushing, the poster child of steroids. I mean, it's like like they don't even hide it. They're like, hey, look at us. They
11: are not hiding it at all. All right? Now, the serious point is I'm one of the people you mentioned a minute ago where you're mispronouncing or whatever the names on Twitter. I'm Blast Beat ATX. A Blast Beat is the fast punk rock beat Napalm Death plays. ATX is Austin, Texas, where I am right now. And that's the name of my art studio. So Blast Beat ATX. That's me. Oh, so now, I,
6: I've mispronounced your name. But you know I'm not paid by the pronunciation. I'm paid to get close. No, the and photos. it's a
11: goofy name. It's the yeah. thing from, you know, the, the punk rock and metal days. of You've got to have your band name, right? Yeah, yeah. You need something that stands out. You don't want to be the weirdos. You want to have something uh, that's I, I, so so you're black
6: Bla- I want to get it right. Blast B? Is that what you are?
11: Blast Beat ATX. Uh, I'm just going to call you Blast Beat. Cause that a- is totally cool. Uh, all right. Blast Beat. Now, going back to that baseball thing, and I the only person who's upset's a strong word, but disappointed that Kyler Murray isn't in spring training right now? He has an agreement with the only he had that contract with Oakland or had it or whatever. I watched the footage of him taking batting practice. He has a swing like Ricky Henderson. Has he seen the video of what JJ Watt did to Alex Smith? He needs to go to spring training.
8: Yeah.
6: Well, he agreed to play baseball, and it's just it, the whole thing is so contrived, this Kyler Moore story. He's going to be a disaster. He will be playing baseball, and he'll be giving a quote someday. So, Well, I really wanted to give football a try. I'm glad I did, but I, my you know, baseball, I'm just better at baseball. I'm more cut out for baseball. All right, uh, thank you, Brian. All right, no problem. All thank right, you. There he goes, the great Brian, another newbie. Notice how the newbies don't demand more airtime like our regulars. They get very upset
0: and offended when we
6: – Press on get very upset.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
10: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
10: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
3: Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Order online at That's Zyn.com. That's zy to start your new journey today with the Zyn 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
5: It's Mallard. How about
7: that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
6: All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is time now for another edition of Mallard to the third degree, the ever-changing Mallard to the third degree. Koopaloo.
12: Ben, there were reports yesterday that said that Tyrod Taylor was the Dolphins' top target in free agency. Yeah. yeah. Well, it uh, turns out that Tyrod Taylor has signed with the Chargers. Ah! Yeah, they also tried to offer a contract to Teddy Bridgewater, who uh, turned them down. Ben, yeah, well, is yeah like-
6: Bridgewater's still in play. He's a slightly. In play.
12: Well, Ben yeah. is. Uh, is Ryan yeah. Tannehill? Uh, is, is is that is he going to be the starter for the Dolphins again? Is no, it just a-
6: no, they're going to get they bring somebody. In. Blake Bortles could be the starting Ooh. quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. He was released by the by the Jacksonville. Five. I did a monologue in Boston. If the Dolphins don't sign Bortles. He could end up with the Patriots because Belichick loves Bortles. He wanted to draft him when he was in college. But no, Tannehill's dead in Miami. He's gone, and they've got to find – Bortles would be perfect because the
12: Dolphins want to suck. And when you want to suck, Bortles is the guy. All right, next. Well, so like I said, they had offered uh, Teddy Bridgewater a contract. He yeah. Apparently he turned it down. because uh, He hasn't signed any, with anyone yet, right? He wants to stay with the Saints. He, he hopes to yeah. uh, be their starter someday. Yeah. H- how long do you think he would have to wait for that, Ben?
6: Well, t- uh, see, I, I think the movie, if you want to play, you go to the Dolphins. If they have an offer on the table, that's his hometown team. He, he's a Miami kid. You can play with the Dolphins. You Here's the thing. You don't want to be the quarterback that follows Drew Brees. You don't want to be the, that guy walking in the footsteps of Giants as a recipe for failure. You want to be the guy that follows Drew Brees. You don't want to be
12: the guy that follows the guy that follows Brees. All right, next. Tim Tebow was reassigned back down to AAA on Tuesday now every, everyone expects uh, him to make the big league <laughs> debut this season when do you think it happens Ben all
6: right so I'm gonna say the I'm gonna go by June 1st right I figure the Mets get off to a slow start a lot of high expectations guys start getting hurt they've got to get him up by the end of the year he's gonna he's 32 in August y- you don't see 33 year old minor leagues by June
5: 1st how do we do? he passed I won it he said I won the game. <laughs>
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Time, time for... Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Bed. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now.
6: All right, let's do it. These are actual questions by actual listeners. A program you know, we have lame jokes tomorrow. Get your jokes in today as soon as possible. Care of the Ben Maller Show, Ben Malher Show at gmail.com. Weedman hippie jokes are welcome. Bob Kraft, I think we moved on from that, but if you have some, you
12: can send, send them. me your offensive jokes Yeah, well. if you have
6: racist jokes, Roberto loves those. Offensive jokes, Coop likes those. If you just want to goof on Eddie, I like those. Coopaloop, <laughs> uh, is Ask Ben, questions and answers. What do we have on the agenda today?
12: All right, Ben, we're going to start with a question for you. All right. Uh, this is from the Ben Maller fan. Hi, Ben Maller fan. The only one. When the show was on weekends, how did it deal with daylight savings?
6: Uh, well... One weekend, I would have to do a six-hour. Back in those days, the show was five hours. I had to do a six-hour show, and then I would only do a four-hour show. So I – it was – and then there'd always be people in here on the weekends when they did the time change, and there'd be the, a programming person, uh, Annie Z, who used to be our big programming uh, woman there, and then we had whoever the engineer was lately has been curious, and they would come in just to watch. It was like New Year's Eve. Everyone would watch the clock just to make sure it flipped over and –
12: There's much to do about nothing. All right, as Shakespeare said. All right, next. All right, another question for you, Ben. Yeah. This is from Sam on Facebook. Hi, Sam. Have you ever met George Norrie, and how weird is he?
6: (laughs) I have met George. Uh, George is a different cat, but he's a very nice man, uh, very clean car. I park next to George quite often. We do the show from the same building, the iHeart Media Building in L.A., and George, uh, since we do the overnight show, we're competing against each other. But I have parked next to him. I've met him a few times. Seems like a very serious guy to me. You know, not not a sports guy. Doesn't strike me as a sports guy, so I don't think we'd have a lot in common. Uh, but I have met him. Good guy. Don't really know him that well. But our cars are good friends.
12: All right, Next. Uh, this is a group question from Manic Mike. Hi, Manic. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator for an hour or more?
6: Yes. I've told this story before. I, I was coming back with my mom, my dear, dearly departed mom, my dad, and my brother. We're flying back from New York at LAX. Got stuck in an elevator in the parking garage, and the the LAX fire department had to come and save us. And I, I wasn't that freaked out because it wasn't a high-rise building. If it had been a high it was like a small, Like it was like the second- I think it was the second or the third story, if I remember correct. It wasn't like one of those huge, massive sky If I was in a skyscraper, I'd be freaking out, peeing my pants. But it wasn't that bad. Eddie, what about nope, you? Nope,
4: never been stuck in an elevator. All right.
6: Roberto.
4: Me neither,
12: never. I'm the only one? Cool. Yep, never never have. Really? Not for an hour or more. You guys like are I'm-
6: missing out, man. I've been on an escalator when it stopped. How about that? Uh, that's happened to me, too. <laughs> I was thinking when, oh, no. when I used to take the subway uh, in L.A., the, in uh Downtown, right there in Union Station. That An escalator
12: thing. can uh, never be broken. It just not, turns not, into it was, stairs. It
6: actually wasn't. It was at, not at Union Station. It was, uh, it was one of the red line stops.
12: All right, next. It's Ask Ben. I don't remember. I don't take the sub anymore. All right, next. Here's a question for everyone. Uh, this is from Cardiac Stanley on Twitter.
6: Hi, Stanley. I'm glad you're
12: alive. Which teacher growing up was your worst and why?
6: Um... That's a good question. I I, I had a love hate relationship with a lot of teachers because I was a terrible student. So to the teachers, I was a horrible student. I, the one that stands out was Miss Kleeman, uh, Miss Kleeman, who gave me a hard time because I uh, got into some dust ups. You, you were allowed to get to, into dust ups when I when I was in school. Now you, you go to jail if you get into a fight in school as a kid. But uh, I'd say Miss Kleeman and uh, just you know really uh, in my business, you know, trying to get me on the, the straight and narrow and all that, and I was annoyed by that. Because I didn't really want to pay attention in school. That's why I went to radio. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I remember
4: Mr. Kolk. What? Be careful, Eddie. Mr. Kolk. C-A-U-L-K. I'm sure no one called him by a different name. No, not at all. all. No, he wasn't. that. uh, He was, well, uh, yeah, he was an eighth grade teacher, and he was a real hard ass. And I was stunned recently when, because I went to high school with his son to see he was still alive because he seemed like he was so old then yeah. but in reality he was probably like in his 60s or something so yeah.
6: but uh, yeah but he he's still did,
4: going he like, was a hard ass man we, we
6: call that back in my day we'd call that the Sparky Anderson disease where you prematurely age but it's cool when you become old at a young age you then stay old for a long time so it seems like you're Methuselah and you just live forever it's great now, what about you Roberto
12: I had this one nun that I that I despised a in nun? high school. You to, yeah, you went to
6: Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, really.
12: Same. Yeah.
5: Wow.
12: Yeah, I despised her, but it was me, probably because it was more of my fault. I was I was such a, such a jackass, man. So, but yeah. So a, a nun. nun. Yeah, a nameless nun. Uh, what about you, uh, Kupalu? Yeah, I mean, I was I was gonna name somebody else, but I went to I went to a Catholic middle school, and she was never my teacher, but she was like the the principal of the school and a nun there, and she was. Awful, She's yeah. A, a awful old the, yeah. lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just
5: she, she.
12: Long story. She called me. She called me into the office once. She was concerned that I hung out with too many girls. Oh yeah, oh, that's God. a concern. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't. You might, you might be fornicating. <laughs> you can't be doing that. That's the problem. Man. I don't, it was.
6: It was weird. Yeah. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. But uh, you've moved on. Uh, it is ask Ben. Your questions are answers. Yeah, on a newbie night. All newbie. All the time. Anything else we can sneak in here, Koopaloop? What do we have?
12: Yeah, Ben, uh, this is uh, from Josh on Facebook. Hi, Josh. For everyone, chicken and waffles or biscuits and gravy? Wow, that is the
6: ultimate conundrum. Well, I've to me, I've had more uh, chicken or, or biscuits and gravy. I've had more of that, so I'm going to go with that. I love chicken and waffles, though. Like Roscoe's
4: in L.A. Is a, is
6: a wonderful spot. I've been there many times.
4: What about you, Eddie? I'm not big on the gravy, So I got to go chicken and waffles.
6: Good gravy, though, Eddie. Good Eh, God. But you can't always get good gravy. I understand. I'm saying good in our scenario, perfect gravy. What about you, Roberto?
12: Chicken and waffles.
6: Chicken and waffles. All right, Kupalu.
12: Definitely chicken and waffles. Roscoe's would be like my last meal if I was on death row. Really? Yeah. Which Roscoe's
6: location, though? There's several locations. Gower. Gower Street. you, You go to the Gower one? Yeah.
12: Does it matter which
6: location? You got to go to Kinda, one. Yeah. You got to go to one in the hood, man. That's where, nah, I'm, ain't going that's where I, I went with Jake and Jason Smith one time. The true <laughs> story, years ago, and Lamar Odom was suspended by the Clippers for smoking weed. He's in there eating chicken and waffles at Roscoe. And I, and I knew Lamar, and I was like, hey, Lamar. And he like, put his head down. <laughs> that was a very awkward thing. All right, there it is. Ask Ben. There we go.